0: This is a production of KM Media. Pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple to explore evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it because on today's show. Oh, that your life is too short. And that you really need to, uh, it'd be great fun to have uh, life treat you in a different way. And we've got a gentleman who's going to help us do that today. His name is Scott White, and we'll be with him in just a moment. But first, Eric, how you doing today, sir? Hey, Kevin, I'm doing great.
1: It's a beautiful day here. So uh, enjoying looking out at the sunshine from our studio
0: window. Uh I know you're in the fifth floor of a beautiful building in Factoria, and you can see traffic and everything. How's traffic?
1: (laughs) Traffic is, uh, you know, it's okay for, you know, considering the time of day, it's not that bad.
0: Exactly. And uh, um, I would like for you to run through, sir, and I'm waiting for you to make a mistake, but you're a professional, so you never do. Uh, (laughs) I should write out a
1: script at this point. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you don't have to, you got it memorized. Um, can you tell everybody what we are doing on KKNW, which is really quite cool?
1: Absolutely. Well, in addition to broadcasting live on KKNW on AM 1150 and uh, our website 1150kknw.com and our app where you can stream us, uh, you can also watch the show live on YouTube. Uh, either Positive Talk Radio's channel or KKW's channel, or on Facebook, Positive Talk Radio's Facebook or KKW's Facebook, or uh, on KKW's Twitter as well. So lots of places to catch the show live. Really no excuse to miss it, especially when you got great guests and great co hosts like today.
0: Especially since I am. Um... You've been telling me or I've heard through the grapevine that more and more people are catching on to this format. And uh, you've actually got some numbers that are pretty impressive of, of uh, what's happening.
1: Yeah, we're seeing thousands of people check out the videos uh, every month.
0: So that's, that's really cool. Thousands? Really? Thousands?
1: Yeah, that's overall, but not yes. just specifically <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, oh. but uh, you are included in that, of course.
0: You can just tell everybody that it's because of us. It's that, because that, of that, Kevin. That's, <laughs> no, it's actually because of Holly, who I'm going to bring on next. And Holly is, uh, works with me. She's also the proprietor of one of our sponsors. And she is a really, really, really cool gal. And, and yesterday was a great big day in her world uh, because it was Valentine's Day. Holly, how are you?
2: Hello. Thanks so much for having me back on the show
0: anytime that I can get you here is a good day. And so I'm very happy that you that you are here today. How, how did uh, Valentine's Day go for the floral industry?
2: It, it was busy, it was busy. I think most people think that's the busiest day of the year for florists, but I think Mother's Day always beats Valentine's Day.
0: Yeah, because in Valentine's Day, there's other stuff that you can do. What do you get your mom? You know, it's like like flowers. They all appreciate flowers. We'll just get them flowers. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of if you don't want to take your mom out to brunch or something, uh, then, you know, just get her flowers. So that's that's how that works. But it's it's great to have you here. Thank you. And by the way, if you stay tuned. A natural design is going to give away something during the course of this show. Not going to say when, (laughs) but at one point or another, we're going to.
2: I will tell them how they can get it though. That way they're prepped and ready. <laughs> okay.
0: Go, go ahead.
2: So the only thing you have to do is go to positive and look at the episode number of the most recent episode and call us with that number. And it's right there on the very home page. The minute you get to the website, you'll be able to see the most recent episode. You just got to call in and give us the number of that episode and you will be able to let us know where you want the prize sent.
0: And that is positive talkradio.net. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a hint. It's over 400. Good hint. Very good hint. <laughs> so we've got, we've got lots and lots of episodes that we are doing and, uh, and we really encourage you to go there there's tons of stuff for you to do there, and and, um, and finding the the latest episode would be a good thing to do because you have an opportunity to win something a little later. Ta-da. So <laughs> ta-da. we we needed a little emoji that goes to that.
2: Wait, don't you have the buttons with the really cool sound effects?
0: Oh, I do. Hold on. Pick a-
1: <laughs> <there>.
0: <laughs> so we're we're gonna. We're going to laugh our way all the way through this episode because we have a very interesting guy and uh, he's, he's written a book and I love the title of his book. I would have titled it differently if it was about me because it's I'm the short little guy. Uh, but uh, in, in this particular case, uh, Scott White is uh, the author and he is our guest and he's the uh, author of the book, The Life is Too Short Guy. Strategies to Make Every Day the Best Day Ever. And um, I'm glad that you're here, sir, because you're going to make today our best day ever. I'm going to give it my best shot. Thanks for (laughs) inviting me on. I'm happy to be here. No pressure, of course. Um, But uh, how long has the book been out now?
3: This book's only been out about six weeks, and I'm proud to report that earlier wow. today we became an Amazon bestseller. So, if uh, your audience is the first people here this earlier today, we did become an Amazon bestseller. Oh, really
0: that. well, that's hey, a wrong hold one. Hold on. Special sound effect.
2: Find the button. <laughs>
0: there we go. <laughs> I'm button challenged. I'm afraid I'm my little mixer, but um, so that's congratulations. That's a Thank that's a seriously
2: deal. that's a big deal, Scott.
3: Yeah, Sorry, very excited. Yeah. That just happened a, a few hours ago. So we've been out uh, just about five weeks, I'd say now, and and today we hit uh, the, the first week. We were a new release bestseller, but now we made it in the big leagues and actually became an Amazon bestseller. So that's that's exciting.
0: Well, you know good friend of mine always tells me branding is the key branding and niching down and finding the right time. that would be holly and so i don't this, know who that is <laughs> it is a great title for and it, it begs the uh the the reader to want to pick it up and look at it and see what it's about
3: that that's my goal and, and the image on the cover is a um, an hourglass which sort of ties to the Life is too short. Make the most of the minutes you have. Enjoy every day and try to make every day the best day ever. That's the underlying theme.
2: How do you pronounce the acronym? I, Litzig. When I... Litzig.
3: LITZIG. Yes, oh. I'm glad you asked. A lot of people yeah. try to butcher it on their own and it's LITZIG. I take L-I-T-S-G, life is too short guy, and created the, the concept, which I call the principles or the philosophy of LITZIG
0: very good i can't even pronounce that let's never mind well, that's why
3: holly asked instead of guessing
0: it <laughs> makes perfect sense so what where, where did you come from where did the book come from and why did you write the book
3: so let's see, a lot of questions in there. The book itself is, um, so I've wanted to write a book for, for many years. I wasn't sure about what or when or how. And and during COVID, I started working with a new executive coach. I'm a big believer in, in constant improvement and constant learning. And I talk about that in the book. And in the second session that I met with the coach, he, he said to me, after having done an evaluation, you know, do a couple of personality tests, the first session, he's like, dude, you are Mr. Life is Too Short guy. Everything is rah, rah, happy, grateful, get it done today. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's right. But I never really thought of it in that construct. So that was about two and a half years ago. And I, I mentioned that to my wife. And, uh, you know, i have been very fortunate. I've been with my wife since high school. I've been with my wife almost my entire life. And and she, I mentioned this to her. and She's like, yeah, I, I could see that. The Life is Too Short guy. Maybe that's the, the, the book you always wanted to write. And I, I say to her, hmm interesting but i'm not sure what the life is too short guy book would be about anyway i thought about it for the next few weeks and and she sort of prodded me you know have you thought about it any ideas and i I jotted down a few notes and concepts and this was early 2021 and then um you know i I lost i don't say i lost interest i got distracted i think it actually became march and, and i'm a big basketball fan and march leads to march madness and all of a sudden it was more important that I follow college basketball than finish the book or, or start the book. I shouldn't even say finish because all I had was an outline, so it, it died on the vine in, in March of 21. And then early in 2022, I saw a speaker uh, by the name of Eric, Koster, uh, or Eric Custer or I'm sorry. And Eric is a professor at Georgetown, and Eric teaches in the MBA program, and Eric teaches a, an entrepreneurship class and had created a a class for his MBA students about writing a book and positioning a book and selling a book. And then he decided to create a separate course for non Georgetown students. And I enrolled early last year and through the program, he had a number of editors he assigned and you get to a point midway through the year where you you submit a manuscript and if if their publishing company is interested, they'll give you the green light or maybe a yellow light and say it needs more work. I, I got the green light. and. Then I uh, worked in the second half of last year, editing and revising and editing and revising and editing and revising. And a lot goes into, you know, the, the initial write is is probably less than half the work. More goes into improving than writing. Um, and that got us to January of this year. And a couple of days into January, I released the book. And that's the, the story behind where the book came from.
0: It is really cool that you... Where you were, you know, first of all, you're a professional guy and you're in, in real estate and you're doing a bunch of stuff like that. And then it just kind of magically uh, uh hit you that you needed to write a book. And then it's amazing how it just kind of worked out the way it was supposed to, didn't it? It's amazing.
3: It's And I talk about that a, or things like that in the book. So I've known I wanted to write a book for a while. It wasn't like one day I woke up and I'm like, huh, new concept. Let's start thinking about a book. I've, I've wanted to do it for a while. But I never really took the initiative or figured out how I would do it. And to your point, Kevin, which is a good one, things started to line up. First coach mentions the name, then my wife says, "Oh, maybe that's your book." and then I meet the gentleman who has a program for writing a book. And I just committed to it. I went all in as best I could to to your point, which is an important one. I'm not a professional author, I guess now I am, but this isn't my full-time role. i in in my day job, I am the chairman and CEO of a public real estate company. I run a public real estate company and uh separately, I'm a founding partner uh, with a few gentlemen of a student housing development company. So, so what really pays the bills is actually the, the real estate industry. And I've just been so passionate about this these types of topics and subjects. For many years, uh, I had a lot of friends say to me, wow, you, you know, you're super high energy, super positive. It would be kind of cool if you could bottle that up and share it with people. And I sort of had that epiphany, that aha moment of, you know what? The bottle is the book. I mean, that's how you bottle it up. And I put the concepts, the ideas, the stories in the book. And now what I'm trying to do is exactly what we're doing today, joining you and Holly on the show, telling the story of the book, talking about the principles, getting people motivated, excited. I'd love for your listeners to obviously read the book, but even if they choose not to read the book, that's fine. If at the end of this session, they take away one or two or three points and do something differently tonight or tomorrow to live a happier, more fulfilling life, I've accomplished my mission. I'm really excited about that.
0: How do you convince people that they should not be waiting till tomorrow to do what they should do today? Because like I've said, I'm I'm into, lately I've been into doing shorts, a little 30 second videos. And in one of them, it says, don't wait until tomorrow because tomorrow may never come. Yep. Is that in your
3: book anywhere? I can agree more. That's principle number 10. So there's 10 principles and that's the closing <laughs> yep. principle. That's the. That's the hook as I bring it all home. I say, live today. Don't wait for tomorrow. And one of the things, the way I wrote the book very deliberately by design was to be simple, practical, useful, easy to read. This is not an academic book. This is not a theory book. I don't want somebody to pick it up and and read about, you know, some philosopher from, from the 1600s or some PhD that, that has this brilliant idea that that's great. And there are books for that that's not what I want. I want the world to pick this up. And, and a lot of people have said, boy, I, I don't love reading, but I was able to read this in like two or three settings because it's it's easy to read, it's practical, and it tells a lot of stories. So in it, Kevin, I, I tell stories of people that have had major aha moments. You know, someone that had a catastrophic injury and is paralyzed from the neck down. Uh, someone that attempted suicide and today is a a um, a therapist to help youth to, to avoid those situations. Someone who I actually went to high school with, he had a a daughter that at three years old was diagnosed with cancer. And I followed him and, and tell about his journey and his story, he and his wife of, um, you know, his daughter Cam survived. She's a cancer survivor or was a cancer survivor because she lived five years in one day. And at the age of eight, she passed away, unfortunately. And it was very hard for me to, to hear that story and, and, and listen to, to Greg tell that story. But I share that in the book. And it's stories like that that I want the reader to take away and be like, you know what, I don't need that kick in the head. I don't need that aha moment. Listening to this right now is my aha moment. And tonight I'm going to make some small changes, some simple. I don't expect someone listening to this to be like, all right, well, I'm a whole new person because I listened to the show for an hour and, and my world has changed. That's not reality. But if you pick up one or two or three points, and you go away and you're like, you know, that crazy guy rambling on about about, you know, life is too short and doing something. You don't know if tomorrow's gonna, blah blah blah. Maybe I go out for a special dinner tonight. Maybe I I open a special bottle of wine. Maybe I put on some special item of clothing tomorrow that's important to me. Like these little things change your perspective, make you happier. And as you said, you, tomorrow's not guaranteed. It's not promised. It's it's uh, it's there's an exercise that I do. So I've been doing a lot of workshops lately. I'm out doing this, this, uh, you know, doing a, a national tour and I've been doing corporate speaking events and workshops. There's an exercise I love to do to sort of close out the workshop and it ties exactly this point. And I say to Kevin and I, I say to you, Kevin and, and Holly, and, and I'll say this to all your readers, I tell people to close their eyes and join me on a journey. And I actually say, I look around the audience, so I'll make sure your eyes are closed. And I say, here's where we're going. You ready? It's a beautiful May day. And uh, the sun is shining. It is. It is just a perfect. It's not too hot. It's not too cool. There's a little breeze. A little breeze on your face, and you could hear the birds chirping. And and the, the lawn's been cut recently, so the grass is cut. You could smell that that fresh cut grass. And and um, you're walking through this field. You could feel the grass on on your ankles. And 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 all of a sudden, you you walk up to something. You open your eyes and you look down, and there's a piece of granite. And on that granite is your first and last name. You're now looking at your tombstone. I want you to fill in the next line. What are those three or four words that you believe belong on your tombstone for uh, to, to encapsulate your life sort of in three or four words, the way you view it?
2: Can we have Kevin play that game? I wanna know what Kevin would come up with.
0: Oh crap, already?
2: <laughs> Look
3: at that, no time to think, on the spot.
0: It's 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 no that was that's what I would say. Oh crap already! <laughs> <laughs> that was good.
3: That's awesome.
0: That was good. I like that. I like that because, because I would want to. You know that's that's the thing. Well, you know I've had relatives and my mother that happened to her. She was played bridge on Wednesday, went out to dinner on Thursday, and died on Friday. And so you 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 just don't know. You don't and know. and so you might. And it's more important to make people laugh to enjoy yourself to have a great time then it is virtually anything and you can and you can change people's lives the work that you're doing that you did this for fun and stuff but it's going to change people's lives and how they view uh, their lifespan and what's what's going on with it and stuff it's it's really is important holly uh, what would you say if you were to walk up to your grave
2: but it had to be like just really short a few words and
3: depends on how big a tombstone you plan to have there i mean it's (laughs) possible you have an entire wall she's gonna have a mausoleum a few words
2: i don't know if i would want words so much as i was just telling kevin earlier like the hologram thing i think that would be super cool but maybe like did my best
0: (laughs) (laughs) my best okay I, i I know. So when somebody walks up to your grave, the hologram appears and you can be three dimensionally for the rest of humanity. And for the rest of time uh, with, with your grave, that would be, that would be a wonderful thought.
3: A whole different concept.
0: <laughs> a whole
3: different concept. And, and you know what, then I, I actually just to finish where I was going with this because, because we're still in that live today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Once I ask listeners and, and hopefully your listeners are thinking about this right now. To to encapsulate that I don't know three four five words in their tombstone and then I say okay now I want you to write the five or six key themes that you'd expect in your eulogy. So think about these are your closest friends and family. These are people that took time from their life to show up at your funeral. How do you want them to remember you? And once I got an answer for that. Oh, you got that one. Okay.
2: (laughs) It actually aligns well with yours because never stop learning or that like eternal student like mentality, I think is one of the most helpful things. So something along those lines, like always
3: keep learning. So that's one of your concepts. That's great. The idea is to come up with a few concepts. And the last thing I tell people to do is, okay, now you've covered your tombstone, which is only three or four words. You gotta be really thoughtful. You've covered your eulogy, which is telling your closest friends and family how you like to be remembered. Now I want you to write your own obituary. Because these are the people that never met you. These are the people that are seeing it online, that are seeing it in the newspaper. How do you want them to remember you? And then what I ask the the listeners, the viewers, the readers to do is look at the theme you put on your tombstone. Look at the themes that are important to you. Holly, for you, you said it's learning and constant education is one of them in your eulogy. Look at the overarching theme in your obituary. Now I want you to stop and think. Is that the life you're living today? If tomorrow doesn't come, would those words make sense? on your tombstone, on your uh, eulogy and your obituary. And you'd be shocked. A lot of people, I think, struggle with it's more aspirational than reality. And that's my challenge to the listeners right now is make it a reality now. So if, if you say, Holly, learning is really important to you, then I challenge you, what are you doing tonight and tomorrow and this weekend to enhance your your educational growth, your learning? Is that a really a priority for you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right now I'm working on a project management, Google certification between awesome. all, all the fun PTR positive talk radio fun. Awesome.
0: You are please, limited. please Scott, don't, don't, don't have her learn anymore. It's, <laughs> it already hurts my head. She knows enough. <laughs> so, but because she, she is a lifelong learner. That's, awesome. that's, that's what she does. And uh, you know what I would put on my eulogy or on my uh, um, obituary would be, okay, this is who I was. This is one of the, the stats. Now I'll give you $5,000 if you do a book report on every episode I've ever done on the radio. Check with my estate. <laughs> Check with That's right. And it would take, well, I've got 900 shows between the two. Uh, so it would take a while that's for a somebody to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah so but you know everybody to his own but I love the I love the concept and when you're at these um, um, conventions what are some of the best answers that you've gotten of people? So, I actually don't call on people I think this is something personal and I
3: think it's more important that I actually depend on whether I'm doing a keynote or a workshop if I'm doing a keynote I just sort of plant the seeds with people if I'm doing a workshop I actually have a workbook and in the workbook I have a small drawing of a tombstone and then I have a couple of lines where you write out your some of these concepts. And look, in a, in a workshop setting, you don't have enough time to really think about it. My goal is for people to go home and think about it. And even if you don't write it down, which, by the way, I think is vitally important. I think writing it down changes the, the perspective as opposed to thinking about it. But even if just your listeners right now start to think about these concepts, I think it changes their life. I think it changes their, huh, that's interesting. Maybe I should be doing more of what is important to me, how I want to be remembered, what my legacy is going to be. Now, look, I'd be careful because you don't want to think about what you perceive your legacy to be and then start to become a different person to live up to that. It's starting from the proposition of who do you want to be? What's important to you? What, what kind of life do you want to live? What makes you happy? That's the underlying concept. The whole book, the, the underlying theme is it, it says strategies to make every day the best day ever. I want people to realize that you only have so many minutes in your life. Make the most of every minute
0: exactly holly what do you think
3: about
0: oh I don't
2: know. <laughs> did you
3: want me to just pull up?
2: i'm actually really curious so a lot of times when people are listening to shows like kind of describing a really good example of someone listening right now that you know is going to love this kind of mindset content can actually help people like clue in and self-identify
3: so that's the beauty of the way i wrote this is it really has a very broad audience so i'm not avoiding the question i'm going to give you a list of 26 different people that i'm kidding i won't go through that many but you know you're a, a high school student trying to find your way or about to graduate into the world you're a college student that that's you know i don't know what i want to major in i don't know what i want to do with my life i'm trying to figure out what i stand for you're about to graduate you're someone a few years into your career and you're like huh i'm not sure this is right for me You're someone that's in a relationship that's, I don't know, maybe stuck. Maybe you're not energized. Maybe you're not excited. Maybe, maybe, let me flip it the other way, you're having the time of your life, but you you feel like there's something missing. Um, Maybe you're somebody that's recently dealt with a setback, a a major illness, a, a death of a spouse or a loved one. Maybe you're someone that's starting a new job or moved to a new city. Maybe you're someone that has this inkling, this itch to do something, i.e. write a book or start a podcast or, or fill in the blank, whatever it is. There's so many people, like I like to say to, to when I get this question of who is this for, my my question back to you is, who doesn't want to live a happier life? Who doesn't want to live to their potential? Who doesn't want to make the most of every minute? And the answer is this book is very broadly applicable. And that's why I actually went out of my way to make it a, a fast easy to understand, easy read. This is stories. This is is basic concepts. In fact, some of the concepts are so basic that when I say them, you're almost like, there's a book that explains that. But then I challenge people. I'm going to give you an example. I'm actually going to give you a real example. So so one of the concepts, there's 10 principles, and I can go through all of them, but I'm just going to pick one for right now. One of the principles is little things make a big difference. You can make small, 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 small minuscule changes to make a big difference. And then your follow-up questions all right Scott give me an example and here's where I get the huh you wrote a book about this one of my one of my points that I tell people and I love doing this one when, when I have a big audience is smile okay and then people look at me like huh does he mean right now they you know they got this sort of <laughs> like I it right now then, it, then it's forced and I'm like yes I mean right now I mean smile now I, I mean smile when you get up in the morning I mean smile when you get in the car I mean smile when when you're at the office i mean smile when you're making dinner i mean smile when you're talking to a loved one on the phone we don't think proactively deliberately about smiling enough it's beautiful as i look at you howling you're smiling it, it's actually making me feel better it's making me realize that 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 you're either buying into this or you're a great actress it's making me realize that, that that you are spreading some joy you'd be amazed now watch tomorrow or tonight when you go home just randomly smile at somebody and watch them react back to you walk by a stranger and smile walk into a a meeting and, hey, smile, it changes their... their, Look, it's been scientifically proven that that the the brain produces chemicals as you smile that make you happier. Those around you are happier. And that's one of those concepts where you're like, huh, that's a whole epiphany, right? Smile, this this is the, the, the brilliance. Yes, that's the brilliance, the whole idea is that it's simple it's easy to apply by the way there's there's dozens of others the whole book isn't about smiling i assure you but i give that as an example of <laughs> it takes so little to to make small changes to live a happier life and if everyone could could spend an extra few seconds a day smiling forget about minutes or hours think about what a better world we'd be in
0: exactly and uh, by the way we're talking with scott white he's written the book well Vol- the life is too short guy strategies to make every day the best day ever. And we're going to make somebody in our audience have a really good day today because when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about what uh, a natural design is going to give away and you can call in and with, with what Holly's going to tell you, and you can, you can win that. And, and also in the second half of the show, Scott, I want to talk about, the two concepts that I find virtually universally, and I'd love your opinion on it. And that is that at one point in time, almost everybody, I think personally, everybody has asked themselves two questions. Why am I here? And is this all there is? And if they come up with an answer to those questions, I think that's probably in your book, which is called, again, The Life is Too Short, Guy. And uh, so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to have Holly uh, outline what we're going to do next. So, uh, Eric, take it away, please. Hey there. I'm excited that you're listening right now. And if you like what we're doing here, you're going to love PositiveTalkRadio.net. On PositiveTalkRadio.net, each show, which is recorded live, is packed with positive information, with real people discussing real issues, and positive solutions that can work for everyone. I hope that you'll join us on PositiveTalkRadio.net and listen to all 340-plus shows. I think it's worth your time. But then, that's just me. That's PositiveTalkRadio.net, your home for great progressive positive podcasts.
2: When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com. Connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. A naturaldesign.com at your fingertips today.
0: Hey, my friend. I'd really like to thank you for listening to the show today. As you may know, I started positive talk radio way back in 2003. We were one of the first shows on KKNW for 11 months. I was fortunate to be part of many lives, making a positive difference with great interviews and discussions, creating new thoughts and ideas. Sadly, for financial reasons, I had to terminate the show. Well, it took 18 years, but we're back better than ever. And not only on KKNW Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, but also podcasting with several inspiring channels with the same driving passion as the original. Please visit kmmedia.pro for complete information about all of these shows. In addition, if you feel called to keep positive programming on the air, you can join us by sponsoring the show and aligning yourself with our mission, which is nothing short of saving the planet and each other. Again, that's KMmedia.pro. I'll see you there. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald. I get the distinct pleasure of being your host. And there's a couple things I wanted to mention. First of all, during that commercial break, you heard Holly voiced her own commercial for Unnatural Design. And Scott, to your point that you made earlier about smiling, I asked her when she was doing that commercial, I said, You know, your voice sounds really good and it sounds effervescent and upbeat. And she said, that's because I was told a long time ago that if you smile while you're speaking, it gives it a different energy and a much more positive energy than if you don't. And so that's that was the lesson that I learned personally that day. Uh, So it was was really was quite cool. And uh, so, Holly, you are also the proprietor of uh, a natural design.
2: Yeah, one of your first and forever sponsors. Yeah, it's anaturaldesign.com. And they're going to sponsor your giveaway if we get a caller by the end of the show. And the only thing the caller has to do to win the prize, and I'll tell you what the prize is here next as well, is go to positivetalkradio.net, look at the most recent episode, and just call in with that episode number. And that also reminds me, you got to change your little commercial because you're already way past 300 and some odd.
0: I know. So way past <laughs> 340. But, uh... Yeah.
2: <laughs> so did you want me to tell him what they'll win? And then. Yes, yes, please. I think we, I think we should um, tax Eric a little bit and let him do the phone numbers because he does it so professionally and smooth. So, yes. So what they will win if they call in at any time before the end of the show is their choice of an iPhone or Galaxy Samsung uh, phone case. And there's a lot to choose from. We'll contact you and find out which one, which style you want, what model number you need and have it shipped anywhere. I think all of like North America and even some other countries, it can just go straight to you or someone else that you want to give it to.
0: And, Eric, what are the phone numbers if somebody would like to win this here contest?
1: You can call in at 425-373-5527 or toll-free, 888-298-5569. That's 888-298-KKNW.
0: And thank God you weren't, like, in the restroom or something. That would have been bad, (laughs) you know. But but you were right, Johnny, on the spot. Good job, sir.
1: I'm here listening and enjoying the show
0: oh very nice very nice well he also uses a smile when he speaks as well so scott again it's it's awesome to have you here you're the author of the book the life is too short guy well you're you are the life is too short guy and it's strategies to make every day the best day ever a brand new amazon bestseller that's got to feel good very exciting
3: very very exciting it
0: um you know, my
3: real mission is to get the message out, and it just shows me that, that people are buying the book and reading it, and, and I've gotten a lot of wonderful feedback, which has been the most fun part of this journey.
0: And I was going to ask you, and so I will now, do you find or have you found over your lifetime that one of the major questions that people at one point inevitably ask themselves is, why am I here, and what am I really here to do? Yeah.
3: You know, I think that, yes, I do think people ask that question. I think the answer changes over time. I, I don't believe that we all have one purpose in life. I don't think that, that we figure out what it's all about at at uh, any particular moment in life. I think it evolves. And as I think about my purpose and why I'm here, it has certainly evolved. If, if we had spoken five or 10 years ago, it it wouldn't be as focused on this message, on this book, on this uh, mission that i'm on I, i've written my own personal mission it's to make the world happier one smile at a time and now i'm so maniacal and passionate about getting out and telling the story that i'm 100 convinced this is my purpose this is my mission this is what i've been put on this earth to do and this is what i'm going to spend at least the foreseeable future working on in fact i never answered the question what's on my tombstone And i think it's going to be the life is too short guy that, that that's where i'm at right now in my life i'm so fired up and excited about it and you know, I, I kind of hinted at this a, a few seconds ago, but I want to circle back on it. The feedback and reactions that I've been getting are so incredibly empowering and motivating and inspiring to me. You know, people that just say small things, I picked some, a friend of mine up last night and she said to me, you know, I've always been a really positive person, but after I read your book, I find myself now talking to more strangers. I find myself waving to people more often and, and, and that's a result of reading your book. And then I, I heard from somebody else that he always wanted to write a screenplay and having read the book it motivated him to sit down and, and start doing something and then i heard from somebody who uh said he hadn't seen his mother in a while and he decided literally as he was reading the book he went online he bought a plane ticket and he's going to go see his mother and i could probably spend the next whatever we have 20 minutes left i can keep going through these stories and by the way the book's only been out for five weeks this is getting me excited to say, you know what, there's a ripple effect that I'm going to have so many positive impacts on people, not just me, but I'm hopeful that, that Holly's going to go home or, or tomorrow morning say, Hey, we had this guy on the show last night and he talked about this or that. And that person's going to mention it to their friend. And that person's going to mention it to their spouse. And that's how we make the world better, which is awesome.
2: I'm going to say hashtag lit There you go.
3: That's, <laughs> it, that's it. Spread the love, spread the word and get people smiling and thinking and, and, just doing small things, doing, you know, I, I, so one of the things I talk about in the book is, is a, another tool, very small tool that I've gotten so many people to respond to. It, it sounds so ridiculous. And and since I've told people about it, I can't tell you how many people have said to me, they've changed this perspective. If I said to you, and I'll just pick on you, Holly, for fun, do you remember what your very first thought was when you opened your eyes this morning?
2: no. No, I don't. (laughs)
3: Probably like, I don't want (laughs) to. So you, you actually, it's almost like we scripted this. You couldn't have made this easier for me. So most people tell me I don't remember. I'd say that's 50 ish percent. I'd say another 30 to 40% went exactly where you went. I'm tired. I'm cold. It's dark. I don't feel like getting up. I got so much to do today. I tell people why start the day like, You know, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're probably right. Henry Ford said that, right? So why not start your day with clear lenses? I I hate to say rose colored glasses, but why not wake up and open your eyes and be like, wow, it's Wednesday, it's a beautiful day. I have a roof over my head. I have someone next to me I love. I have my daughter in the other room. I have wonderful people I'm meeting today. I get to end my day on on a beautiful show, spreading the love to the world. By the way, that's the first five seconds of my day, and I've already noted like eight things I'm happy and grateful for. I understand that the day will will take on a life of its own, and regardless of how I start or what I say, I can't control the whole day, but I can control how I start the day and how I set the tone for the day, and I believe that fundamentally changes your perspective and leads to a happier, more fulfilling day. I tell that story all the time. I, I would say, I've probably had 20-plus people over the last few weeks call, email, or text, some sort of tongue-in-cheek saying my first thought when I woke up this morning was X or Y. But people are are proactively thinking about why not wake up happy? Why not wake up with a today's the best day of my life? Bam.
0: Exactly. And I woke up this morning saying, where's the bathroom? No, that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry, Holly had to go on mute there for a 2nd <laughs>
3: <Just laughs> glad she wasn't drinking when you said that.
0: <laughs> well, right. you know, it's one of those, one of those things, but, but, but that is so true. And what we talk about too, Scott, is that, you know, you can smile at any it, it, smiles are free smiles and you, are can free. That you can be nice to the cashier. Yep. I, I did a, I did a short yesterday <clears throat> about Valentine's day. And I was thinking because I'd been watching a bunch of different shorts and and things about Valentine's Day. And they were saying, show your lover that you care for them and go do this and that. And my take was be nice to the server that is there on Valentine's Day rather than home with her or his um, uh, friends and family taking care of you and be nice to them. Uh, Smile at them because it's valentine's day and they're in a friggin restaurant and and stuff so it's it, those things are important uh,
3: amen i tell people that look that's another concept in the book i, I tell people do that all the time in fact so i have a, a a newsletter the litzig newsletter and if any of your listeners are interested they can go to my website and sign up at life is too and i sent a newsletter out this earlier this week on monday and and they're generally short they they i, I want to evoke sort of a a thought or response in people and and the story I told on Monday was was as follows. And it gets right to your point, Kevin, in terms of engaging with with, with everybody, engage with the world. So, so I'm a big runner. I run most mornings. I get up early. I go out and I run. And I went out and I ran this this Monday morning. And um, it's probably, I'd say, 630 in the morning. I'm a few miles from my house. And I have my headphones on. I like to listen to books when I'm running. And, and I hear somebody yelling at me. And I can't quite, you know, I, I didn't hear what they said. I was sort of in the zone, whatever. And I look up. And it's the garbage truck driver. Garbage truck driver. Okay. So he's, he's yelling, he's waving. I don't know what he said. It didn't, it doesn't really matter. I'll get to that in a minute, but he, he's waving at me he's smiling. This isn't a get out of my way kind of thing. This is a, you know, a happy, friendly smile. And then about 15, 20 minutes later, I I'm running by a crossing guard and I'm running. So I don't have time to stop and talk, but the crossing guards, like, Hey, I haven't seen you in a little bit. I'm like, yeah, I was away last week. Good to see you. cold morning. Have a good day. The point of me telling that story is, by 6.30 in the morning, I'd already had an interaction with two strangers. Why? And I say strangers this way, because when I go out and I run in the morning, I constantly, I wave to that garbage truck driver all the time. So he was returning the favor. That crossing guard, I literally say hello to almost every day to the point that he noticed I was on vacation last week and I didn't run by. We could do this every day. You talked about the the server in the restaurant or the cashier or that customer service person. I tell a wonderful story in the book about, um, I think it was. I forget which airline, maybe it was United Airlines, customer service rep that I called. And instead of starting the call with, you know, usually they're like, hi, I'm Holly, how can I help you? 98% of all people start with, uh, I need, right? Uh, You know, I'm calling because I need my flight change or I missed this or my luggage blah, blah, blah. I'm with. Nice. To Holly. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Great. Where are you? Where are you today? Oh, I'm based in Chicago. That's right. You know, I was in Chicago earlier this week. In fact, I love Chicago. How long have you been there? Anyway, I tell this story in the book that I probably spent 15 minutes talking to this customer service representative from United Airlines, where I got to know about her kids. I got to know about her spouse. I got to know about her deceased parents. I got to know where they went to school. I got to know that that she has some concerns about how her youngest daughter spends money. This is a customer service rep. My point is everyone's got a story. Everyone wants to talk.
0: Don't just treat people as strangers. Engage with everyone. At the end of the day, if you look at it from my perspective, we're we're not strangers. We're just somebody you haven't met yet. I agree with that. I agree with that. And it's important that when when we have the opportunity to meet people and stuff, it's it's it really can be a dynamic experience when you have the opportunity to meet somebody and to learn about what is going on in their lives that you might might be totally different and 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 stuff. And although you know, it's it's I, I think it's I think it's a gift that we all can utilize if we choose to
3: another small tool I talk about in the book. That's, that's the point is there's so many of these small tools that I'm sure people have thought about. The idea is to bring them together, package them and give people the toolbox to say, today's the day I'm going to start to make some changes.
0: I just want to point out to everybody that have you noticed that every, a couple of things that I've said, he said are in the book. And maybe that's why I've got a show called positive Talk radio. I'm just saying.
2: (laughs) I, I, I think you're hitting a bullseye today. Like, it's It's a very symbiotic content and channel
0: i I agree, and I love the book, and uh, we'll we'll put it we, we might put it on our website and because we need to, we need to create a a preferred reading section, miss Holly, uh, that that we can have uh, books go there that uh, that we believe in and that that really speak to life, because you know you're, you're right. what are you going to say on your tombstone? Go ahead, Holly.
2: Not only that, but our awesome, amazing virtual assistant is uploading one of the digital books that one of your previous guests sent you to your Patreon site.
0: And that would be Mr. Matche with his brand new book, and uh, she's uploading it to there. So, so it's 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 great because uh, Scott, don't you agree that that we can all work together for the betterment of everybody? But it's going to take everybody to do that. And, and and it's small things right if everyone
3: can make a small change a small reflection take away one thing, that's how we
0: make the world a better place, right it, It's chipping away one day at a time absolutely and that's that's why you know listening to Holly it's fun It's fun to listen to you, Holly, because you have a smile that comes through energetically in your voice. It really is. And it makes people feel good. I'm trying to get her to come on more.
2: (laughs) Not Mm -hmm. obvious at all. You're you're totally (laughs) pulling it off. I'm curious though. we have, you know, a little bit of time left. I think, um, I would love to know one of the things that helped you leap to make that big leap, to put all that time and energy and investment into starting your own philosophy brand.
3: um, so I think it's an evolution. I don't think there was one day where I had that aha moment today's the day. I think I, I, I've long been a super high energy positive person, very positive person. Um, there's no doubt I had setbacks along the way. I, I often get questions of, of you know were there were there, you know, negative influences or things that they gave you aha moments And I had some of those. and I talk about them in the book. I talk about four big aha moments in my life and, and the first one I think back to when I was uh, ten years old. I was doing, a, I was working on a house project with my dad. My dad was super handy, super, uh, you know, we were redoing my brother's room or something, hanging paneling, running lights, so on and so forth. And he cut his finger and and I looked up and he's holding his finger. It's bleeding. And, uh, you know, we, we decided he has to go to the hospital. So he goes to the hospital to get it stitched. I go to bed. I'm 10 years old, middle of the night. My mom comes in and wakes me. I remember exactly what she looked like at the moment. It's a dad had a heart attack in the hospital. Okay. So, 10 years old and, and and my dad did survive, but... At 10 years old, to be walking in the middle of the night to say, Dad had a heart attack. And then a few weeks later, he went to Houston. We live in New Jersey. He went to Houston for a bypass surgery. This is 1984. So there weren't as many surgeons doing bypass surgery. And I remember precisely as probably one of the, the most poignant moments of my life a couple of days after the surgery now remember 1984 there's there's no text there's no mobile phone there's no constant communication i hadn't talked to my parents in a couple of days and i remember being at my grandparents house and hearing the phone ring and then my grandmother answers it she calls me in and i take the the little brown rotary phone and i hear scott scott it's dad and i just remember bawling the the emotions that came out that had been pent up for for a couple of weeks at 10 years old and that was a big moment in terms of oof, life is too short. I I really I don't think I fully appreciated, but kind of appreciated how close I came to to losing my dad, and and that that was the first big kind of aha moment for me. I fast forward a while, and there were certainly smaller aha moments along the way, but on on 9/11, I walked by the World Trade Center 20 minutes before that that pl- first plane crashed. I was a few blocks north and heard the first plane crash. I watched the second plane come down the Hudson River and bank on its side and crash into an explode in the World Trade Center. I watched the towers fall. I couldn't have been more than five or six blocks north of there. And that changed my life. That changed my perspective. That changed my, I had always said, you know, life's too short, live in the moment, minutes matter. On September 10th, I was maniacally focused on my career. I was a, a banker on Wall Street, and that's really what I cared about. On September, it probably took, a week or two, um, call it September 20th, my wife and I decided it was time to, to start thinking about a family. And just over a year later, we had uh, our first daughter. So major aha moment and epiphany for me. And then just briefly, both of my parents, unfortunately, have passed and they, they passed away at fairly young ages. Um, and those were, were big moments for me that I talk about in the book that have changed my perspective and really gave me that go out and live life to the max because you really don't know what tomorrow's going to bring.
0: You were there in 9/11. I think there's another book coming.
3: <clears throat> it was, uh, you know, I, I I often say that was the defining moment of of my generation. I'm I'm fairly convinced of that. I don't think anything changed me, my life, and in my generation more than than what happened that day. And watching it unfold live, real time, I lived right across the Hudson River in Hoboken, probably two miles away, and. For the next two weeks, you could just watch the smoke, watch the, the the fire at Seven World Trade Center. Remember, Seven World Trade Center didn't fall until I think a day or two later. Watch people come home that day covered in soot, realizing some people didn't come home that day. Uh, the smell that just lingered for weeks. The 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 quiet, eerie, empty streets downtown. It was it was really a defining moment.
0: It it was really tough. It was also my birthday, but that was a story for another time. Uh, but uh, it's. Yeah. And you, <laughs> Poor Kevin. <laughs> I, I tell you, I get no respect. I get no respect at all. um That's uh, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, you know, uh, Scott, it's, it's great to have you here. And I think, I believe honestly that our lives are built on a group of of experiences that are all designed to get us where we need to go. And you are ending up not ending up because you got lots more to do, but you are, your life experiences have brought you to this moment so that you can do what you're doing, which is then going to lead to the lead to the next thing that you're going to do. And it's going to be as equally as important. And that doesn't mean that you are a special dude. You are, but everybody has the same opportunities. We can all do that. Agreed. And And I really hope people will take this episode. Um, Holly said in the, uh, in the chat that you know awesome dude that we're 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 doing a good job uh scott and uh and um and holly you know you're with me all the time and and i really appreciate having you on the air Not oh air.
2: much love
0: yeah so you should be on the air more but that's a, <laughs> i'm not letting it go i'm just not uh, but but Scott, I would like you to have a, to, to give you the opportunity. We've just got a couple of minutes left in the show, but I would love for you to have the opportunity to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know, the ones that are listening now, traveling the highways and byways of Seattle, or the ones that will listen to the podcast on net later and uh, or the YouTube channel or whatever. But I would love for you to just anything that you'd like to say. Minutes matter. Go out and embrace life. You don't know what tomorrow is going
3: to bring. I, I do some math in the book that, that um, I'm not going to go through right now. But, but you know, when you're born, you, you plus or minus, you're going to live 80 years just using a rough life expectancy. You have 42 million minutes. Most of us listening to this are probably in the second half of life or at least at the halfway point. So now you're down to like 20 million minutes. you got to sleep about a third of those. Now you're down to about 14 million minutes. When you start shaving it back, Uh, The minutes are ticking by, and I say that not as a a warning, but more as a call to action of embrace today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Tonight's your night. As you're listening to this, go home and do something different. Go home and do something special. You know, you had mentioned, Kevin, I thought it was sort of a great – we don't have enough time to go there, as I know we're wrapping up. But one of the other – Principles in the book is take a chance and get it done today. So every one of us has something yearning inside of us that we want to do, but but those nasty, scary words of risk and fear make us sort of pause, and and we start coming up with a yeah but kind of excuses. Today's the day to stop that. Today's the you know I'll leave you with this sort of final thought related to that as a takeaway principle. I talk about a book that was written by a palliative care nurse in Australia. She's a hospice care nurse, and she wrote a book uh, uh, called the uh, um, five regrets of the dying and, and she reflects on, on people in their final days of life. And, and the key takeaway, the most important takeaway of, of the whole book and the whole study is the biggest regret we have when we're dying is the regret of what we didn't do. It's not the regret of the mistake. It's not the regret of something that oh, I did something really dumb. I did something I, I, I wish I didn't do. That's not what anyone reflects on later on in life. At the end, it's the, I always wanted to, but never did. So take this today on February 15th as a call to action to say, I'm not going to be that person to have regrets. I'm going to go out and maximize the minutes because this guy told me I only have so many minutes left and I believe him. I'm going to smile more. I'm going to engage more with people. I'm going to take some chances. I'm going to find humor. I'm going to embrace the little things in life. I'm going to be passionate and energized and excited and live my best life. And then when I wake up the next day, I'm going to do it all again.
0: Perfect. Scott, thank you so much. We've been talking to Scott White. <clears throat> go to his book, or get his book, The Life is Too Short Guy, and it's L-I-T-S-G, which Holly's going to tell us what the acronym is. Let's hashtag yeah. let's <laughs> Let's perfect. And uh, Holly, is there anything you'd like to add before we go?
2: Do I get to steal your closing line?
0: Um, you can i guess
2: i don't have to i can say everyone have an amazing night and we can't wait to be with you again live but i can also do your closing line for you
0: you you, oh okay it's 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 a it's a good closing line i think
2: but you can do it too
0: no you you do it and then i'll do it
2: okay 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 be kind to each other because each other's all we got
0: and you know that they came from, uh, believe it or not, they came from an old war movie, and it was about uh, this these um, the troops that when uh, um, they were going into battle, they were no longer they had no religion anymore, they had no color, they were all working together in the same unit because when when this war starts, he said, each other's all we got, and so from that standpoint. From the way that we're living our lives, each other's all we have. Take care of each other. Be kind to one another. And laugh and smile. And do what Scott White does because life is too short. He's the too short, life is too short guy. And Scott, thank you so much again for being here.
3: It's my pleasure. Have a wonderful evening.
0: Uh, We will. And by the way, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. We'll see you Friday.